Tasty Chops podcast is brought to you by TastyChops.net. It's a sample service for producers and beat makers. If you make beats, don't sleep on this. Every single day, I'm going to send you dope samples chopped up into 16 little pieces ready for you to use. All you got to do is add drums and you got fire. You could try it out for free at TastyChops.net. Tasty Chops Podcast, thank you for tuning in. My name is Eraser Face. I'm joined today by a very special guest. You might have seen him on your Instagram, smiling ear to ear, smashing on an NPC. You might have seen him in a Gap commercial, McDonald's, Papa John's commercial. You might have seen him in a Tasty Chops commercial. He might have been the reason why you signed up for Tasty Chops. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome Beats by Jay Black. Jimmy, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great, man. How you feeling? Yes! I'm feeling good. Off the top, uh, in the beginning of the pod, I want to make sure this is early on. Uh, tell me about Finger Drumming Academy. Yeah, for sure. Finger Drumming Academy is uh, something I just created to gather up all the. It's a it's a it's a cool niche community that's forming now. It's like a new art of DJing, and I wanted to make sure I kind of capture that first, um, as far as the teaching side and the academic side of it. Um, because I've, I've been in the game for a little bit, and I feel like I can I can spare a little bit of knowledge. Um, so right now it's still in construction. Um, I'm actually going to be making it more of a course instead of a monthly subscription. Um, so right now I'm doing the courses and um, studying up for myself on learning how to do better courses. And right now it's going through that learning preliminary stage. Like I said, I kind of jumped out there when I did this, but I definitely wanted to lock it down because I know this is an idea that's going to be uh, popping off in the future here well i mean the best way you know sometimes you just got to jump in the deep end and and that's how you figure out like what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and how you can improve and all that stuff and is it open to the public right now uh right now i actually took it down but right now uh, i am doing private classes to where okay in, you can get private classes done and then uh how many people are in those the private set like how many private clients are you taking in at a time or you're limiting it, right? So like only. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to make sure I gauge everybody, but I opened it up to fifty. Fifty people. Fifty users. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, what kind of feedback have you been getting from uh, from the people who've signed up so far? Really good feedback. Um, what I'm making sure I'm doing, I'm taking a lot of uh, pages out of my favorite bloggers, so making sure a lot of the content is kept really sweet, chopped. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm writing out scripts a lot better now um, and actually breaking down every little thing that I'm doing because when you become a certain way, when you when you master something, you there's so many steps that you do to get there that it's little steps that somebody will go, wait a minute, what did you just do to even get there? Taking everything piece by piece and taking my time to break down everything as little as I can. So are you working with advanced, uh, advanced users too? Is it mostly beginners or... It's kind of a crowd. Uh, it's mostly it'll kind of be people who are in the middle, people who have already teetered with finger drumming. Because like I said, it's kind of a niche thing. Right. Something that you would already kind of have an interest in, something you've already been messing with, and you know, something that you probably want to take serious. So it's, I would say it's right in the middle. And the main the main goal of it is to get you performing live, right? Like that that's what you want them to achieve by the end of it. You want to get them comfortable so that they can like do it in front of people on a stage. Yeah, my goal is to teach live techniques um, because, like I said, it's the new form of DJing. But I want to build a community so big to where it can be something in its own separate entity, to where people can have battles. Uh, it can make it a thing where you know you have full shows, finger drumming. Uh, just like you would have drumming competitions, you would have finger drumming competitions. Mm. You know, the first thing is to train so like the DMCs of like uh, pad mashing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Red Bull about getting a finger drumming 
uh, you know, section in there, just like how they have the Red Bull turntable competitions, make that just like that. Um, but the first thing is teaching everybody and getting everybody acclimated with finger drumming. So that's why I want to be that first group before it goes there. Awesome. And where can people find the website and all the information about Finger Drumming Academy? Most of it's on my page. I actually have an Instagram page too for it separately. So it's the Finger Drumming Academy Instagram page, along with me, Beach by J Black. And if you want some private lessons, just uh, DM me and uh, we'll work something out. Awesome. So uh, Finger Drumming Academy on IG, Beats by J Black on IG. Go check it out. Um, I feel like Tasty Chops will go real dope with, because uh, you always need samples to flip for lessons and stuff. So if I can like, I can send you that link. I know you got that link the first time. It's been updating every day since since the first time I sent it to you when yeah, you made yeah. that Tasty Chops yeah, commercial. Yeah, if you're gonna resend me that too. Uh, oh, yeah. I definitely can. <laughs> yeah, and if you make anything out of there, like I'd love to hear it. Um, we've got a lot of a variety of stuff in there. Yeah. Um, so you were you were living in Virginia for a while, and then you came out to Atlanta. Um, where you're originally from, right? Right. And you played a show with Stolen Drums at Press Start. Is that how it went down? Yeah, it's actually played there twice. I actually played at the uh, Deep End when they were located at that location. Uh -huh. And I played at their new location, Monday Night Garage, where they're at now. And he was telling me you played the show and you're like, oh, bro, I'm staying. Forget it. <laughs> like, this is this is where I'm at now. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was home. I mean, a lot of, right. there's a lot of support. That's the thing I love about Atlanta. A lot of talented people and a lot of people trying to help people get in the right direction. And I can really respect that. So. so the familiarity was there, but then it also, it just felt like the right time, right? Correct. Was it a spur of the moment decision? Like you just like, when, when was the moment that you decided, like, was there a thing that happened? Or did you kind of know that you were going to make this decision when you were on your way out to play the show? Um, it was it was more, uh, I did a uh, shout out to my man, Sound Oracle, but we, he had a panel and I met a whole bunch of people at this panel and these people kind of created like this like spider web effect of like different opportunities. So I've met, you know, AJ and AJ introduced me to a whole bunch of people and, you know, Trezza from Atira. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people there and it just spiraled to where I'm in a position, you know, chilling with a lot of great people. So I was like, yeah, I, I, it wouldn't make any sense for me to go back. And I've been seeing on your Instagram, you've been you've been up in the studio with Timbo, huh? Timbaland. Yeah, man. Yeah. How's that been going? Man, it's, it's amazing. He's definitely really inspired, man. That's the dude. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because, like, you know, just like how I'm talking to you, it's just like talking to him. He's such a, you know, he's, you know, everybody has their aura, but he definitely has that positive, like, a UN, you know, he's, he's you know, real dude type of aura and, yeah. and that's what I'm about and that, and that was real cool to find out about him especially I can I, I can definitely see like from his point of view what what would make him gravitate towards you kind of thing because like you there's so many commonalities between what you do and what he does and what he's been known for doing I'm sure he's a big influence too from from way back but right. there there's this common element of like movement in your music all every beat I ever hear you put out it's very like motion, movement, dancing, excitement, big smile, everything is, you never put out anything sleepy. It's always been just upbeat and like keep it moving, dancing energy, you know? And like that energy is, it's it's like you guys are like kindred spirits, you and you and Timbo, you know? Like, cause that's, that's like, he's the originator of like that. That bounce, yeah. Yeah. Really. 
Absolutely, man. I'm, like I said, definitely, sometimes it's surreal even talking about it and thinking about that. And you've been in with him a lot, right? It's not just like a one-time thing that you went over there to... Yeah, yeah nah, we're, you know, we're working on it. You're developing a relationship. Exactly. Any, anything that you want to that you wanna tell me about you're working on? Maybe a little secret? You know, like I said, it, we're still figuring some stuff out, but, you know, we real He's cool. keeping it tight to the vest. <laughs> be real cool if we can get some live shows going with the That would be dope. Yeah, that would be amazing, man. So, uh, how much of the stuff that you do is, how much of it is improv and how much of it is like planned out routine? So, if I'm doing a regular video, like I'm sitting here just recording something, a lot of that's improv. So, if I get the idea, I know it's hot. I'm not going to do that same drum pattern over and over if I'm recording a video. Like, if I messed up or something like that, it's still going to sound different, you know, from the last time when I first played. There's so many, so it's improv a lot on my actual videos that I post. Um, but as far as live sets, I actually do have a, a live set that I go through when I play that's pretty organized. Um, I still can kind of get into my pocket. I don't have to play it exactly the same each time. Um, as long as I can just have my cuts and everything in the right order, I can, you know what I'm saying, still, still, still move and go. But yeah, as far as my videos, a lot of that is improv. Because there's some cool stuff that made it to a video, like I'll do like a triplet or something crazy on accident. Mm -hmm. But then I'll mess something up at the end, but right. then I can't get that triplet back on the next video. So how do you feel about mistakes like that? Like, do you, do you consider them to be mistakes? Or you just leave them in and it gives a character or like... Sometimes like if it's, if it's a mistake that I would call like the, the half mark, because I, I used to go through a thing. I mean, now it's not a thing anymore. And I'm so glad, but I used to go through thing of where people thought I was faking when like I was it was pre-recorded and, you, and pre you're not actually I was just it. hitting my fingers on the pads because like, you you don't quantize right when you're playing in you you're it's actually you're touching the pad and that's what's happening yeah that's it yeah, yeah. So, so I would get lots of that so then I started actually purposely sometimes doing like little imperfections just to kind of Mm. Like this is real or I would you know spam a button real quick or you know like some of my intros I do, do, do you know do some crazy stuff it's like you mm -hmm. like even even if this was pre-recorded I would still have to study the timing of a beat you know what I mean to match what you you know what I'm saying what you hear and I feel like that's harder work than actually playing it for real for real so. mm -hmm. uh, and it, it seems like the it's it's very feel oriented too because you have obviously you have a We've got a guest spot for my dog over here barking in the back. <laughs> Shout out Sebu. Well, yeah, so, sometimes I feel like those those little imperfections, they give it character. And like if something is too perfect, it almost sounds like a machine made it and then it gets sterile. And and some of that soul, like Dilla was hip to this early where he was like, I just want to sneak that clap just a little bit early before, you know what I mean? And 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 it just gives it that that shuffle and swing. And so it's it's good to hear that like it's you're, you're going off the top but what what was i saying before i was talking about you have a you have your basic layout right so you have your pad um your pad setting is so you have your drums laid out like where on the bottom one two three four on the bottom or something like that and then you have yeah. your samples in one place and it's like that through all your songs right so you have like a kind of like a standpoint for if you if you don't know where a specific sound is you generally know this is where your hi-hat's gonna be, this is where your crash is. Yeah. For, for the most part, sometimes I'll switch it up debating on like, so if I have one, I have, sometimes we'll have two songs in one one setting or one pad group. Um, so I would have, you know, some stuff up high, but what I would do is I would color, color coat them. Mm. So I'll know all my samples are this color, all my bases are this color, 
high hats are this color. So when I'm going through and shuffling through the pad banks, I'll see and know that if I hit this, this is going to be a snare. This is going to be a K, you know, high hat. And and you're talking like on the screen of your NPC or like the pads themselves, the color, you can code the color. The color of the pads themselves on the NPC, mm. yeah. I haven't used the NPC since the 2000s. It's been a long time. Oh Talk yeah, well, those didn't have colors on the past. <laughs> yeah, no, no yeah. they did not. Talk to me a little bit about your live setup. What do you take out with you when you go play a show? Yeah, when I go out, I bring the NPC live. That's mostly it. Um, I, I, I try to limit it down to just keeping that. I feel like that alone creates the wow factor because usually um, in a setting where, you know, I just have the laptop or just the, uh, sorry, not the laptop, but just the NPC. Um, and NPC is battery powered. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just like literally two cables and it, it just, it's just, you know. It's you and the pads, yeah. And the pads, you know what I'm saying? It brings more of that, almost like I'm beatboxing type of feel. Like, mm. you know, it's more of a, you know, some dude standing there with his computer, even because even the fact that even if I have a computer next to the NPC, it still it kills it. It, it kills looks it. wrong. Yeah, it still looks wrong. It still looks like I'm using some of the computer. I felt the same way about this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Totally. To what's going on? So I was like, I, I love just kept coming out with NPC, just MP. Yeah, I want to be able to have nothing around it. Right. And, it's just you and the pads. And what you do is so visual already. Like there's a lot to look at because your your hands are jumping around everything there you don't have like loops that you're queuing or if you are they're like it's minimal and a lot of like the drum work is very active and you can see what's happening at all times and so there's something to look at and so you don't want to distract with like all this other stuff like i used to i used to be on ableton when i played live and i had an apc and it's the same kind of thing is like i felt weird about having like a computer screen between me and the and, and so I, I switched over to the SPs and the Chaos Pad, and I've been kind of just working some some combination of those type of things, um, and doing more visual stuff like with projections and things like that. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you because you make so much music? How do you not burn out? Like how do you combat cynicism? I just stay light with it. Um, you know, I, I I know it's enough. Mm. Um, like that's really good because, like I said, I, I I I give myself breaks sometimes. I feel like I because I know when, um, I know I don't have it. Like that happens to me all the time. I know I'm sitting here. I'm making. I can make like ten beats. None of these, right? Yeah, you're self aware about it when it's not happening. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with taking a break and, um, you know, doing something else because some doing something else like playing a game sometimes and just watching TV chilling, you'll get an idea off that, you know, you'll hear a commercial, you're like, yo, that's the sample. That's it right there. And you're playing a video game and it just like sets a vibe to where, you know, after playing Call of Duty, now I feel like make some shoot 'em up type beats, some war type. <laughs> right. Yeah, it just capture a different energy from a different headspace, you know? Right, right. Sometimes you think about it, if you're thinking about it so much, you start thinking about thinking about it. And it, it just yeah. becomes this feedback loop of like, you don't even know what you're thinking anymore. You know? uh, how much do you practice? So speaking of burning out. Man, there's been times I've been sitting in this chair for like, you know, like 10 hours or like literally, or just sometimes I'm sitting for like a 30 minutes. I just need to turn it on. I right. do the thing where I just turn on my NPC though every day and just have it on. Mm. It's a PlayStation, it just chills on. And just, uh, you know, when I just walk to it, you know, just cue something and walk to the kitchen. This is almost like instinct. Instinct. You know? 
it's almost like a mental thing. You know, a lot of things are, a lot of things are built mentally, you know? So, um, I know that with me having it on in a way, it's like I'm clocking in without doing any work. You know what I mean? Right. So like just me having that thing on is like, I, I breathe this thing. Like I always look at the screen. I'm always, you know what I mean? If I go to it, I'm going to hit the pad. The pad's going to make noise. Cause I feel like sometimes, you know, with the setups, people always look at, I'm going to make beats when I get time or when I find the time to do this. So I should say like, you know, I'm going to make beats after I wash the dishes or after I eat. Mm-hmm. If you have the NPC already on walking past it, while I'm in the kitchen cooking, I'm messing with it. You know what right. I mean? Well, I even got the food in my hand. I got one hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you yeah. won't do that if it's turned off. And you know what I mean? You won't yeah, if, it, if there's obstacles to cross through on exactly. the way to doing it. Which, uh, going back to that Koala app, man, which is another reason why I love that thing. It's like I'm in the car. I'm like using the can, like, I'm like yeah. walking around in my day to day, whatever. And you can just make beats anywhere. It's wild how powerful it is. And so it's cool that so. All, all day, all night, basically, anytime you pass by, is it like a release for you? Do you like run away from problems with it? Like oh, if sure. re- when real life starts getting real, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go cook some beats right now. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get lost in it. Cause you know, when I think about it, I don't think about hitting pads. You know, when people think about, you know, okay, what pad did you just hit? Because it really doesn't matter which pad I put it in, I can do the same thing. Cause mm. I, I developed the, that relationship, that formula. You're, you're talking through it. Like it's it's communication. There's, yeah, it's exactly. very like fluent and, and yeah. it's almost like paragraphs and sentences. Like when, when you're, it's very impressive stuff. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is your biggest strength and where do you think is an area that you wanna, that you wanna improve? Uh, my biggest strength is hearing music or hearing something that I know that will work. And I know that's hot, if that makes sense. Like, uh, I, I'm always one of those people that always say like you can make beats for like a day, right? And say I've been making beats for like seven, eight years, and that's how long I'm making beats. But I've been making beats for that long, and then somebody decides to make beats for a week, and they and they made a beat in Fruity Loop, and this beat so happened to be fire hot. I'm the one who will say, yo, that beat is hot. And it's yeah. Fire better than mine you know what i mean like i don't care if the beats better than mine it's high it's high right and you can't discredit whether somebody's making on free loops or whether they didn't have an answer or whether they just clicked in it doesn't matter yeah it, it really doesn't matter for me it's like i don't care how you made it man if you pushed one button and out pops this amazing beat and all you did was just push this one button if it sounds dope like that's what i care about i'll ask you questions after i decide it sounds dope Right. But like really up until that point like i don't care how you made it man it's i'm just interested in does it slap and or does it not slap yeah right right and i feel like that's that's one one key that i have for days because and i feel like because of that it makes me like to always make fresh beats mm. uh, because you know one one secret to life is um you, you treat anything like if you were to have it yourself you know so i'm fortunate to be around so many great you know, people that are doing stuff, big stuff. And when I see them get stuff, I don't think about it as a point of, 
they just received some blessing. I think about it like I received blessing too. Well, I fully agree with you. We are all we're all the same person anyway. So you, Jay, I, when I watch you have victories online, like I celebrate them like they're my own. I was telling uh, Stolen Drums this too. When I see my friends doing good, I'm so ha I'm happy for them. Like I'm happy for me, exactly, man. Exactly, exactly. And that's the key to success. That's one thing a lot of people don't know. That's that's the main key. Like you literally have to have that saying not any envy feeling but like a real like wow like i can't believe this is happening in a good way you know mm -hmm. to so and so well, i think it becomes a lot easier to think that way when you realize that like we are the same person like all of us are just we're, we're different iterations of the same thing and we're living out all these different possibilities of the same thing and so like when another human wins like you're winning bro and and in as much as you can find some way to relate even if it's just as basic as like, we both suffer, we, we, we both breathe air, we both have happy days and sad days, you know? Like, we're the same, we're the same, we bleed the same blood. Yeah. So I, I definitely agree on that front, for sure. Um, there was there was something else I wanted to ask. Um, guilty pleasures, musically. Like, do you have any unexpected influences that like, I might be surprised to find out, like this is what, what Jay Black has in his, uh, in his iPod shuffle? Yeah, man, yeah, it's like, I, like I said, I have the thing of knowing like what's hot. So I feel like even if I had some crazy, like if I had like a country song, mm. I guarantee you I'd play it and you'd be like, oh, I see why he likes that. Or, or you'll I, find some way to flip it. Yeah. Or not even just a flip, like I, I see, like I, I feel like I just have this thing. Like if I were to pick a country song, I know that you, you'd like it too. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like on some weird stuff, like it's, it's hard to think I have a guilty anything because if i do like i love house music you know i love afrobeat i love almost every genre like you know type of but i did the selective type of mm. I, that group that dj like, skill of looking at a room and being like i know what they want and giving you know them what exactly what they want exactly yeah. yes yeah. i feel like that's like my guilty thing of like i, I know that for like I, I know for a fact of what i'm listening to so it might be like like damn you're listening to uh i forgot the the middle eastern genre of music but um, but there's a genre of music that's like, yo, if you were to be listening to that, I'd be like, yeah, but but listen to it though. Tell me this ain't hard. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you hear them shakes? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what they're saying, but this is hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, so oh, so you are you are you listening to a, a wide range of music? Not just hip hop, then obviously. Of so course, like, like you know, you know, the biggest thing is like SoundCloud. That's off like SoundCloud has like the best music. So like modern stuff that's coming out now from other countries as well too, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, man. There's so much stuff, man. SoundCloud is like the dark web of music because there's so mm -hmm. much, so much good stuff like that. That's like deep, like guys I've never heard of, like names I couldn't even pronounce right now. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That it's just like you know, that they got their sonics down. A lot of people in Europe, man, they mm. got down a lot. Yeah, man, there's a lot of really dope German producers. German producers, like, I don't know, like, like, Rascal, like, he's, like, one of my favorite guys. Like, I mm. told you, Rascal. Um, I mean, there's so many, Strophic. I mean, I just know so many uh, overseas guys, man, that are killing mm. it, you know. I've been messing with these, uh, they're from Glasgow. I think they're, like, Norwegian from Glasgow. But it's uh, all the, the, they're on Jatari. The label Jatari, super dope dub reggae, but like modern, super dirty. This rapper uh, Sum T, uh -huh. 
Uh-huh. Oh my God! If you heard her voice, you she has the tiniest little voice, but like the biggest, hardest raps. It's, it's uh, absolutely yeah. amazing. You gotta check out Soon T. I think you really like her. I gotta try that. I gotta see what's good with that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so how much of that, like, knowing what the room wants, DJ skill, like, how much of that transfers over to your to your live sets? Like, if you're seeing the crowd is reacting, like, oh, I'm playing this one part of the song, and like they're really messing with this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so you you like lengthen out that part or like or how much of how much of your plans are you changing like you said a lot of it is improv but like how how much of your course is changing based on what the crowd is telling you with their appearance so i I would think that i would say like the the thing that i'm blessed at is the the crowd especially if they're asking me to come dj they they're picking me because they they like what i like they know what you're gonna do yeah you know what i'm saying so like there's a lot of stuff that that's that's like, oh, that's something that Jay Black would do. So I'm giving them more of that. You know, because the reason why you found me is because I, I have this type of ear vibe. Or this good type favor of, is already there. Yeah. They, you know what I'm saying? So that that's like the easy part is, is kind of really getting, because there's not really too much I can play where it's like people are going to be like, oh, I'm not really feeling that. If that's, Has it been know? a while since you played to an unfamiliar crowd that like didn't know you? Where you like showed up on someone else's bill or something, and like may, maybe they're not familiar with you, or most of the audience is there to see someone else, and you you happen to be there. Uh, I think well, I did um, I did the bonfire in, in Atlanta, like Sunday bonfire, just like a pretty big thing they do like on Sundays, mm-hmm. over like close to, like a thousand people. It's really Ooh. cool. It's like a silent headphone type of party. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, yeah. So people had like headphones and select like, like what music you want to listen to. So I was up there next to the DJs. So a lot of people really didn't know, you know, necessarily like that I was really performing live. And so because you have headphones on, so right. you flip through the stations and you might just think I'm just a regular radio station because I'm I'm fluently doing this. Right. So so if they're if they're close enough to see what where you're at and what you're doing, maybe that it's they'll know. But may, maybe someone who's just like further yeah. away. In the, yeah. Yeah. No. And the thing is, you're, I was up on the DJ booth. So the DJ booth is up. Oh, you're high. elevated and far away too. I'm elevated. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, that's like a comedian like doing trying to do a live stand up, but like it's outdoors and it's all kids and like it's just like not the right crowd and not the right that's setting right. kind of thing. Or like super high ceilings or something, you know? But yeah, I just went there like off the. I wasn't even gonna perform, but I was. Right. Stuff like that. Is it is that a like a different feeling, right? Having that separation, like what's the? Because like it's it's so much different than being like in an intimate, like you're surrounded by the crowd, everyone's there to see you, and like this is more of like a you're almost like in a capsule, like far away, and people like have headphones, and there's like less feedback. Like where how how do you fight through that and connect and like make that work? You know, I didn't even think about it like that. I really didn't care. <laughs> 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 I, just, I, was like, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't just care. like, this is what we're doing right now. Let's go. Like, yeah, because like I said, there's a whole bunch of other DJs there too. So, I mean, yeah. and, and you said, yeah, you weren't expecting to be. To I, yeah, yeah, like, it wasn't my show. I wasn't on the, the headline right. for it. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a, it was like a thing that just happened. It was just, it was cool to be there. I got in for free. It's an expensive event. So I got in for free and got to, you know, visit all the other stuff that they had there. So. That was the main thing, you know. To meet some people, do some networking, build some relationships. Yeah, yeah. How much touring have you done? You you said, uh, have you gone through Canada? Is yeah, 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 yeah. So I've toured through Canada, Edmonton, Canada, um, Calgary, the whole west side. And that's those folks up there. Shout out to those folks. They definitely flew me out and showed a brother a lot of love. 
You've been out to the West Coast in the United States? Like California? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. LA, San Diego, San Francisco. Okay, so you've been, so you've been touring the U.S. as well? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have an album in the works? Are you like working on, on new material? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to get something together. I've been... Well, constantly, I'm sure, right? Like, always, yeah. all the time. It always is, but, you know, the styles always keep changing to it as well. Every time I want to make a new album, something else will change. I get inspired off something else, so... That album has to sit on wait because I want to do this type of album. So, it, you know, something's coming, but right now I got a whole bunch of other stuff on the plate. I mean, you definitely have enough material. Like, if you yeah. if if you're committed to like, okay, this 12 songs sounds like a like a family. You know, like I can right, like, right. He's on one shiny piece of plastic and stick it out into the world. You know, right. No, I feel that. I feel that. For for my first album, it was like I chased after it for so long, and it took until like I got the idea for it. I was up in the studio with Beirut, and shout out Beirut. And uh, he was telling me, Tony, uh, we were mixing his first record, Little Armenia, and he was telling me, Tony, like when you come up with the idea, like really the name and the concept, like every step after that is gonna illuminate for you, and you'll you'll know like through intuition you'll get through the rest of it. But like, it's it's that first hurdle is that like coming up with the this is what I want to do, this is the exactly. concept. Uh, Jay Black, man, I think we've got through pretty much everything that I was hoping to cover. I really appreciate you jumping on with me. Before we go, I want to let you get the last word. What do you want to tell the people? Man, like I said, follow your craft. Don't let anybody stop you from making that decision. I, I can say that because I'm going through that right now. I, I just quit my job. I had a cush job in IT. I decided to leave that, do this full time. Hold on, tell, hold on. Rewind. I want to hear about this. So you had a you had a cush job in uh, information technology, and you you decided to step back and, and focus full on on music. What sparked the decision, and how were you feeling in the job? Just tell me the story. Yeah, I mean, there's not too much story. That's it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's it right there. That's it. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, yo, I'm I'm going on 27 years old, and now it's like, yo, it's either now or never. You know what I'm saying? I have certifications. I can go back to the IT field. Yeah, want. you can always work that kind of job. But you're only 27 once. And uh, how long ago was it that you decided that you're just going to stop doing that? In two months now. Two months only. Yeah. So this whole time you were working that that job also on the side, and and yeah. only two months ago when you decided to move to Atlanta that you were just like, all right, I'm done right. with this life. Right. Well, shoot. Congratulations. Yeah, man. I yeah, I didn't know it was like that. I thought you had been uh, far removed. Yeah, nah, man, nah. Hey, but like I said, the main word is definitely keep pushing and, uh, you know, definitely take the take those leaps because, uh, you know, you're not guaranteed, you know, every damn day, you know, <laughs> every, every day is a beautiful day to be alive. Yeah. Gotta be thankful for that. Well, I'm thankful for you and thank you for coming on. This has been the Taste of Chops podcast and I hope I talk to you soon and have a great day, man. Hey, man, you too, bro.